room stories? So I lived in the dorms last year, and my roommate... Which dorm? Uh, Dunn. Ah. Yeah, Dirty Dunn. I was asking. We were really. at Texas A&M. Yeah. And uh, so my roommate was, he was a pretty pretty big partier, which I didn't have any problems with. I, you know, I, I don't drink, but I didn't care that he did. Um, so he'd be gone, you know, let's see, I, the first time I saw him was like the second week of school. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, so he'd be gone like the majority of the week. He would just stay at other people's houses after, you know, getting drunk and just fall asleep or something. And, uh, you know, that's fine. He always tried to invite me to stuff to try and get me to drink and I usually just didn't go. But, uh, then, uh, fourth week of school, he comes in at three or four in the morning shouting things. I can't believe I did that. What's wrong with me? I'm so crazy. I was like, what'd you do? He's like, I fucked a fat bitch. I was like, (laughs) all right. And he was like, dude. I, I think you know her. She's the RA. And yeah, she was the RA of our floor. Oh and, and I was just like, okay, so what, what are we going to do about that? He's like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just going to go to sleep. So I went to sleep. And then uh, he was like, for the next week, he was afraid that she was going to barge into our room and start yelling at him for random stuff. I don't know why he was so paranoid, but... So there was that, and then, um, let's see, I think the next next big thing was just at the end of the year, he had been seeing a girl pretty regularly, and he, uh, he comes into the room at like, what time was that? I think it was, it was one or two, it wasn't too late, and he, he's just like, pissed off, like, shouting things, you know, like, I I stayed away from him. And after he cooled off a bit, I was like, dude, what's wrong? And then he said, uh, the girl he's been seeing got drunk and started making out with some random guy. So he was real upset about it. And uh, so then he said, come on, we're going to go out. And I didn't want him to be driving because he was, he was gone. He was wasted. So I didn't want him to be driving, so I told him I would drive him to a bar, which bars were closed at that point, but he just went with it. And uh, so we we went outside, and we got about halfway to the parking lot when I realized that uh, I didn't have my contacts in. So hang on how, do you, how do you go so far blind? Well, I, I don't have very bad vision at all. Like... It's only like twenty fifty or something. I can read most stuff without it. Right. But, uh, so I was like, okay, let's just go back. Let me put in my contacts and then I'll drive you wherever you want to go. And he's like, no, we're already here. We're, we're going to go. And, uh, I was like, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't drive. He's like, well, I'll drive you. I was like, hell no, you're not going to drive me. He's <laughs> like, and, uh, so we sat there and argued and, um, 
we walked a little bit further and he's like, I'm going to get my car. You just wait here and I'll pull over here and come and get you. And, uh, I was like, no, I'm going to go back to the dorm. So I started to head back to the dorm and he speeds by me in his car and opens the door. He's like, come on, get in. We're going to go to my friend's house and get completely wasted. And I was like, no, that's not a good idea. I'm going to go back to the dorm. And he starts telling me, he's like, dude, if you don't come with me, I'm going to kill myself. I was like, yeah, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, (laughs) and I like, I was just like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not riding with you. You're way too drunk. And he just kept reiterating that. And I knew he had a shotgun in his car. And so so it was like serious. Well, like I, I figured he wasn't going to do it, but, uh, so like I insisted on not going with him because he was, he was just, he shouldn't have been driving. There wasn't any way for me to get him out of his truck. And, uh, so I just, I went back to my dorm. I started looking around for the RA and stuff. They were all asleep. They wouldn't answer the door. And, uh, so eventually I went to another friend's dorm cause I was not, I didn't feel safe in my dorm. So I went to my friend's dorm and, uh, called UPD and they came and questioned me a whole lot. And we tried calling him to, you know, see where he was, make sure he was safe. And, uh, yeah, like he, he got to his friend's house, I guess, and went to sleep cause he came back the next day and, you know, acted like nothing was wrong. <laughs> Probably didn't remember anything. Yeah. And, uh, but then a couple days later, the police contacted him. We're like, Hey, you're an idiot. Come here. We're, we got to talk to you. And apparently they scheduled him. He had to have a, a psychiatrist evaluate him to make sure that he was safe to be in the dorms. Really? And, yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't even that mad about the drunk driving. They just were afraid about the, the suicide part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That was my roommate experience, and I now live alone. <laughs> Since then? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. All right, I have, I have a story. This was this, um, this New Year's, like this past one that just happened. Um, like, since then, since that night, like, I stopped, I stopped smoking. Really, really heavy. Two packs a day, almost smoker. Stops since then, but um. So it's it's uh it's New Year's, um, and I'm out with my family. The whole dinner and like whatever that ends, and everyone's going home, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go meet up with my friends now. So. It's like, it's already kind of late. It's like two in the morning by now. And I'm meeting up with my friends. And they had, uh, they had spent like New Year's together, like since the beginning. So, and they had been drinking and, and like, they've been partying already. So they, they were gone by the time I got there. And uh, I had been, I've been straight sober because my parents think I'm an angel and I don't do anything. So... So I get there, 
and they're like, "Oh, dude, uh, you're you're so late to the party. Now you got to catch up. You got you have to." So they just hand me a bottle of rum, and I was like, "You know what? You're so right. Let me catch up." So I just like, um, no, actually, it wasn't rum. It was a bottle of Jack. So it was whiskey, and I just drank like half the bottle right there. And I um, that's awful. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, like, 15 minutes later, I was already feeling it, and I was, like, stumbling all over the place. And what happened with me is that, you know, I was already smoking pretty pretty regularly, but when I start drinking, I want to smoke even more. So Wait, hold on. We're talking about tobacco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, but we're, we're not even there yet. So, <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, I'm I'm there, I'm there, drunk as hell, and I'm like, does anyone have cigarettes? Does anyone have cigarettes? I really want cigarettes, and and nobody had cigarettes. So I there was a party going on in like next door, completely different people. I didn't know them. I like jumped the fence, and I was like, hey guys, party! And they're like, yeah, they were gone too. So I'm like, does anyone have cigarettes? And some dude had a pack. I smoked up, like, by then, I passed, like, I didn't pass out, but, like, I blacked out, so I don't remember any of this. So my friend told me the rest of the story. And he says that um, in the matter of, like, 20 minutes, I smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. And, like, I don't know if any of you have ever smoked, but once you start smoking that fast you start getting like indigestion <laughs> so so he says he says that like after i smoked the, the cigarettes i kept drinking some more and like it's six in the morning and i'm like all right i'm gonna go home my friend's driving home and i, and I had been complaining about you know the indigestion it's like oh man uh, i feel something coming up it's like oh yeah you, you've been drinking and it's like no man no man I'm good, I'm good, I'm not going to throw up. And that that was me all night. Six o'clock in the morning, I'm going home with my friend, and he's, and I'm in the back of the, back of the little Nissan Altima, and, and I'm just there, and I'm, and he says that I wasn't looking good, like I was looking dead almost. Oh, you're going to make it, right? He's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'll make it home. And he's like, you're not going to throw up in my car. Yeah, 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 man. I won't throw up in your car. So, so he, he starts driving. and he and You he liar. <laughs> he tells me, dude, you look like you're going to throw up. And I'm like, no, man. I'm good. I'm not going to do anything. You have nothing to worry about. Checking up on me because it was a pretty long drive home. It was like half an hour. So... Um, we're like three blocks away from my house, and he and he tells me, "All right, man, we're almost home. You think, uh, you know, you you're almost out of here." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, man, but you know what? I don't feel so good." He's like, "What do you mean you don't feel so good?" And he starts rolling the window, and he says that <laughs> I look out the window, I say, "I'm not gonna make it." I look down at my shirt, and I just go. It goes all over my shirt, and, and like, 
<laughs> he tells me that I just look at him and I'm like, hey, dude, I told you I wasn't going to throw up in your car. It's all over me instead. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, why would I say that? That's so stupid. And so, so you know, I can't, I can't go in, into my house with like my shirt all full of puke. So, so he, we park outside of my, outside of my house, and he, he kind of like readies me. He's like, "All right, dude, we got to get you out of that shirt. You're gonna walk into your house shirtless, and just say that I threw up on your shirt. All right?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I got it. I got it." So he says that he walks me into my house and into my room and he kind of just like throws me on my bed and like nothing, like no one really noticed that I, that I got in. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what happened. I threw up, I threw up all over myself and <laughs> woke up, yeah, woke up uh, on the first Feeling like a hundred bucks, like nothing had ever happened. So Steve-O was my first roommate in college. And he was more interested in the fraternities than I was. So he was gone a lot of the time. At, Doc, you um, sound really drunk right now. Well, that may be true. Well, but <laughs> well, nothing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he was uh, interested in the fraternities, so he was gone a lot of the time, doing you know what they do, drinking and all that other such things. But yeah, he would come back to the dorms pretty late at night, if at all. So <laughs> one time. One time I woke up, you know, it was it was late, it was dark, but I wake up, I can't really see much, because obviously it's nighttime, but I, I wake up, because I hear this weird sound, it's like running water or something, I don't know what's going on, I kind of look up out of my loft, and I see him, it looks like he's over by my desk, but one of my drawers is open. And out of the moonlight coming through our window here, I see this shimmering arc of him pissing into my drawer. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, just, he's like, dude, it's all right. I'm like, what? He's like, it's all right. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. To this day, I still can't. I don't know if it was real or if I was just dreaming it, because I don't know. I never really found any evidence of water damage or any scent of piss in, in anything that was in that drawer before. But I don't know. It haunts me kind of to this day. I don't know if it happened <laughs> or if I dreamed it. Yeah. I know. You never told me about that, Beaver. I don't know <laughs> if it happened or not. <laughs> wow. Fucking good oh, guy, Gavin. Little kids are douchebags. I hate this game.